Welcome to EnviroPod, a chance to catch up with all the good things your Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to maintain and improve the environment in Fairfax County. I'm your host, Bob DeMarco, and on this edition of the podcast, I'm speaking with Hans Christensen, Solid Waste Management Program. Hans, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bob. Well, it's good to have you here. And uh, I know we're talking about something special today. We're talking about something modern and unique. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a small revolution that's happening in solid waste that will no doubt expand over time. And that is solid waste management collection trucks are going electric. Mm-hmm. Yes. So how is that happening? But even more importantly, why is that happening? Well, a lot of it's just driven by, by the environment by the the desire to reduce greenhouse gases, the carbon footprint, um, critical in in this day and age, and and an electric vehicle is is the way to do that. There's there's been some lag, if you will, because you know trucks are kind of harder to make and 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 apply the electric technology than a than a passenger vehicle, but those things are developing at a a, a, a rapid pace. And, and we now have the opportunity to add some some electric, all-electric vehicles into our fleet. The first thing that struck me when I heard this is, wow, a trash truck, a collection truck is a big, heavy vehicle. And then it's filling itself up with more and more heavy stuff. And my first instinct is, is an electric vehicle strong enough to pull all that? Or do we need combustion, you know, internal combustion? Yeah, well, the, that technology has developed to the point where... Yes, the 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 all electric vehicle can now do that job. It does have to be um, um, kind of tailored to the type of collections that you're doing, because there are some limitations with regard to um, duty cycle, which means how many miles it can go, which is the same as it is for a for a passenger vehicle. They're a little bit shorter than a than a gasoline engine. But in the case of our routes that work in fairly dense areas, um, it it works quite well and it'll be very applicable. Um, Now, compared to a traditional uh, collection vehicle, um, which presumably puts out a lot, how much does a regular trash truck release in terms of uh, in terms of exhaust? Is it a whole lot? Is it a Big polluter? Oh yeah, gosh yes. It's a, so it's a diesel engine um, because it's all on a heavy weight, and and it'll put out you know much more than uh, much more than a um, the average car for sure. Yeah, I mean when you see them go by, sometimes when you see a uh, a truck gearing up as it's going, you can you can see the little flap on the top of the exhaust mm-hmm. pipe right. pop up, and you can see it belch out a big a big uh, puff of smoke. It will be welcome. It'll be a welcome change not to have that around uh, the county so much. Uh, So what has um, Solid Waste has already acquired a couple of these vehicles? Is that right? Well, it it began with the the availability of a grant through the state of Virginia that, that we were able to participate in. We made an application for four vehicles, uh, two collection vehicles and two semi-tractors. Uh, the uh, the collection vehicles are the rear loading type, so they're kind of traditional um, vehicles that you might see in a neighborhood, and and those will be arriving fairly soon. They'll they'll both be here this year. Uh, the transfer tractors, uh, the semi tractors will be probably sometime next year, is what they're anticipating. Uh, 
So when you say semi-tractor, are you talking about like when you're on the highway and you see a giant truck go by, you're talking about that front part that pulls the back part, basically? Exactly. Um, for for those residents in the county that use our, our drop-off facilities, and particularly the one at I-66, um, quite a large volume of trash comes through that facility. And what happens is it's loaded from smaller trucks into bigger trucks. And those big trucks are... are tractor trailer combinations and and we haul that to disposal facilities or uh, the energy uh, recovery facility down in Lort. Uh, I I am a big user of the I66 uh well, then you've seen them. Yeah, much much to the dismay of my daughters because uh, we'll be cleaning up around the house and every couple of weeks I'm like, "All right girls, time to go to the dump." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, dad." Uh, but we drive up and uh, there's there's that drop down and you throw you just throw your stuff into presumably what is a big tractor trailer tail end, right? Mm-hmm. And then a truck comes up and pulls it. So how do you see um, these four vehicles, two collection vehicles, two tractor trailers, how, how is that – how are you going to use those first four sort of pilot vehicles to sort of prove to the county that this is the way for things to go? Well, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they've – they're kind of tailor-made, or at least our situation is tailor-made to this type of vehicle because we have short trips. So the trips that we make in tractor trailers from the I-66 facility down Lorton are short. Um, if if we were going to go to a landfill in Richmond or somewhere else, which we occasionally do, then there's a much longer trip that you have to make, more miles, and then there's some concerns about that duty cycle with the battery. And our rear load vehicles are the same way. So they go out, they go a fairly short distance. Most of our uh, customers, our residential customers, are in the eastern edge of the county. And, um, and, and it's a relatively short drive from our, our Newington facility to those customers. They, they work in tight um, uh, locations, if you will. Um, house to house. There's a lot of start, starting and stopping. So you get the benefit of kind of recharging the battery with the brakes and the friction. Um, so the, um, we, we think they're going to work quite well and we're looking forward to it. So that's interesting. So uh, the batteries kind of recharge at every mm-hmm. stop. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. But yeah, that makes sense for um, for the kind of trips you're going to be making just county-wide to have that kind of a vehicle. I mean, not only are you saving on pollution, you're saving on gas, and you're just not going that far. So any sort of range considerations aren't much of an issue to consider. Right, right. I mean, you mentioned fuel. I mean, think about that. The cost of diesel is much higher than it is for gas. So there's a tremendous savings there. And then there's maintenance savings. So, um, you know, there's, there's quite a bit less maintenance on an electric vehicle then there is a traditional diesel engine. Um, so we, we've got that advantage as well. Plus, let's, you know, you know the, what, what drives this is the, you know, is, the, is the carbon footprint and the sustainability that these vehicles have um, with regard to our environment. I would imagine this has something to do with the 2030. What is it? There's some year they have carved out uh, that the county wants to be somewhat carbon neutral by. And I, I would imagine this has something to do with that campaign. Yeah, well, it definitely put us on the right track for sure, right. Um, and and you know we're we're we've part I say partnered we've purchased the vehicles that we've purchased. Um, the trucks are are from a manufacturer by the name of BYD, which is 
Oddly enough, most of your electric trucks come from truck manufacturers who then go out and you know work with a, a battery manufacturer, and that's how that combination is prepared. Well, in this case, BYD is a battery manufacturer, hmm. not a truck manufacturer. So they've gone out and worked with a truck manufacturer, and and they've they've kind of driven that technology from a different perspective, the battery perspective. And consequently, they use a different battery. They're one of the largest uh, providers of of um, that type of battery in in the world. It's most of what you're familiar with. Most people are like their phones. It's a lithium ion battery. These are lithium iron um, phosphate batteries. So they they last about twice as long. They're safer. They don't heat up as hot, um, and they're recyclable. So. Um, you know, we, we, we think that's a great combination for us, and um, these, these ought to work very well for us. It stands to reason to me that if you're looking around for a, a vehicle, especially something relatively new technology like an electric vehicle, electric truck, that it makes sense to go to a company that's starting with the battery. People have been making trucks for over 100 years. Uh, that's technology that could easily be... Um, wrapped around the battery. The battery is the big sticking point, right? It makes sure. sense to me that you would buy a truck built around the battery. Sure, built sure. from the battery up. And interestingly enough, you know, we speak about a battery, but these these are actually created in a series. So there's a series of batteries that's almost like a battery pack, if you will, that are that are uh, constructed on or between the frame of the the vehicle. So if there's a problem. And if and if there is some maintenance needs to be done, you can replace and or recycle one pack with another, and you're not pulling the whole thing out. Right, right. So this means now that um, the county, I'm not sure if it's uh, solid waste management or um, vehicle services, but there are going to have to be a lot of mechanics now trained up in this kind of machinery. Is that um, is that something that's happening? In parallel with uh, with the purchasing program, are mechanics getting trained up on this stuff? Yeah, we we actually uh, spoke with the uh, Department of Vehicle Services before we got into the electric vehicles. They wanted to see all of the the um, the, the warranty information. They wanted to see all the service information as to how and what the intervals were for maintaining these vehicles. And you know, except for the battery replacement components, a lot of the other um, components are the same, drivetrain, uh, wheels, brakes, et cetera. That, that doesn't change. So it's just that stuff at the very core, the guts at the core that, mm-hmm. that will need to be trained up on. Well, that, that shouldn't, you know, that, that's for people for whom that stuff comes easily, that shouldn't be much of a problem. They already know most of it. That's how they felt. That that's a, once they looked at it, they thought, well, okay, well, this is, this is very doable. So and and this this will also lead into uh, a white fleet, if you will. So cars, pickup trucks, many of our vehicles on our sites, like the I sixty six facility, don't travel very far, or they don't leave the site. So again, they're they're they've got a great application there for an electric vehicle. That means now the county will have to invest in and um, build up its infrastructure to charge such vehicles. And, uh, you know, I, I sometimes uh, come through the parking lot where vehicle services parks all their small um, electric sedans. And sometimes I see uh, a worker going, starting them up, kind of juicing them up for a while. And mm-hmm. um, so it seems like on the smaller end of things, uh, vehicle services is 
has is wrapping their hands around the issue of infrastructure and charging these vehicles. Right. Um, is is it a whole other set of uh, apparatus or or whatnot that is put in place to charge up these trucks? They're so much bigger. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what it is. It's 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 size, it's capacity, um, and and we do have to improve our infrastructure at all three of our locations to be able to accommodate these vehicles. But um, you know, with with um, with that will come the ability to to charge them um, quickly within four to six hours. Because oftentimes we don't have a lot of time. We can't charge them for 12 or 24 hours to be able to use them. We need them the next morning. Or if they go to a maintenance facility overnight and then they come back, we need, we need a short period of time to be able to charge them up and, and ready to go out and do the work they need to do the next morning. Have you gotten any sort of pushback on this from anyone? Uh, is, this, is this a popular program? Yeah, no, it, it it really is. I don't think there's been pushback. I mean, the I mean the the, the common questions are, are really the same questions that you and I might have, you know, as we buy an electric vehicle. You know, it's part of the general public. You know, is it how long will it drive, and will I get to a a facility where I can charge it up and won't get stranded, and those kinds of things. But um, again, with the applicability that we have, um, we think it's well suited for for. Uh, Fully electric vehicles. How will the electric vehicles affect the crews out there collecting um, collecting refuse? Is is there are they going to notice any appreciable difference? Well, it'll be a lot less noisy. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and and I don't know. I mean this this will be our first foray into the all electric vehicle. Um, you know, for, certainly for trucks anyway. And um, it shouldn't. I mean, the bodies, the bodies that 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 contain the trash and store the trash, um, as as the truck moves up and down the street, those will be the same. There's no real difference there. So it's it's really just a matter of the chassis itself, um, and it's and it's that you know that engine component. So it's, it's not a diesel engine; it's batteries. Well, I for one am looking forward to it because <clears throat> at. 4.30 every Thursday morning, I hear that truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd like to sleep in another half hour. So yeah. this electric vehicle is going to allow that to happen. Yeah, yeah. You may not hear that anymore. So if, if that's your alarm clock, you, you might actually have to get one and set one because <laughs> this won't work anymore. So I have noticed, um, well, it, it's been for a few years now, but on my street, I, I, am, uh, I get full service from the county mm-hmm. um, in Annandale. Uh, they asked a few years ago to separate the cans by four feet so that the recycling trucks could come through with their new arm vehicles that lift up the thing, uh, lift up the canister and, and dump it. Um, is this is this going to be applied across the board in the future? Are you looking to replace all trucks, including that, that type of truck, uh, with this new style? Yeah, I think that is the goal as, as that technology develops um, and and then these these vehicles and these collection systems are engineered and re-engineered. I think that's probably the case. The again, the ones that we've got are going to be the rear end um, loading vehicles. But um, there's no reason that we can't use a side loader um, with uh, with an all electric chassis. What would you say if if uh, if someone said, "Well, these electric vehicles are so much more expensive 
than the others. We already have the others, and uh, times are tight right now. Why now? Um, what about you know long-term versus short-term savings? What would you say? Well, I I think there's a number of factors. Number one is you know the the grant that was made available was a was a great opportunity for us and and other municipalities to step in and 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 begin this process. Um, number two, there's a there's a there's a benefit to the environment, right? I mean, this is the carbon footprint is drastically reduced um, to nothing practically. Um, the uh, the the sustainability is is unquestioned, and and then there's maintenance and and uh, and fuel costs that that you're saving immediately as well. So um, I th- I think it is the time to make that investment, uh, and 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 these will probably last longer too. I mean, with the components the way they're 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 structured with the battery packs, um, I think I think they probably get a longer life out of these vehicles. Yeah, I'd say I'd say probably uh, uh, you could add less noise pollution to that. It, it seems like a it, you know it's just a great deal sure. all around. Um, the uh, charging of these um, requires a, a lot of electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you have an entire fleet of large trucks and you're charging them, does that um, draw uh, energy that we're trying to save elsewhere from somewhere else? Well, it does, but the the the, the folks that we're partnering with now or, or using as a, as a vendor to, to, to build out our infrastructure have a system that allow us to, to, to charge in off-peak hours, and then it, it actually monitors um, how much time is needed to charge each vehicle. So it'll, it'll kind of flip back and forth and it'll it'll make sure it's charging at non-peak hours, so that cost is less. Uh, Hans, I've always been a late adopter with new technology. It's mm-hmm. something it's something I inherited from my sure. parents, <laughs> and uh, and I'm trying to find holes in this. There's got to be mm-hmm. something. But uh, everything you're saying, and uh, everything I'm I'm inferring from what you're saying, this just seems to make sense. And um, you know, I asked before about uh, initial costs versus long time saving, long term savings. Sometimes it's hard. You know, sometimes you have to swallow that bitter pill and spend the money. But I mean, especially you know, the hot topic these days: gas prices, diesel prices. I mean, mm-hmm. I would imagine that savings will be seen sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think they'll be immediate. Um, and again, with the with the um, with the grant that was made available, that that was just a great opportunity for us to step in and and uh, um, make that move to to EVs. Well, Hans, is there anything else about these electric vehicles that uh, solid waste management is bringing into play that you think people should know about? Well, i I think I think it's a first step. So you know what we're excited about is is expanding that that fleet. Um, we're exciting about looking at other opportunities. Um, you know, there's there are still some challenges out there, but um, you know, we're looking at uh, an electric uh, bulldozer, for example, at our landfill. Um, we're looking at a an all electric um, yard jockey to move to move trailers around the I sixty six facility. So there's there's a number of applications for us that uh, you know as and and they're on the horizon, so um, I think I think they're coming soon, and uh, 
um, our first step will be with with the trucks and and we'll make a splash when they get in there and um, you know you can come on out and and uh, and see how that works. Oh, I'm sure we'll uh, Channel 16 will be making videos about them when they arrive. Be awesome. I look forward to it. Uh, I think uh, Fairfax County, you know, is a very well-off county in in many ways, very well administered, and I don't say that easily about too many government bodies. I'm very impressed with Fairfax County, and I think that it is up to them, us, to lead the way in this kind of thing, and then maybe other smaller municipalities that aspire to, you know, the kind of things Fairfax can manage will look to us as an example and uh, and start cleaning up their stuff, too. Sure. No, that's I agree there. It's one of the tremendous advantages to be in, in Fairfax County is, is we're able to do these things and, and take the lead and be on the cutting edge of some of this technology and and certainly anything that's that's benefiting the environment is something we got to take a look at and this is this is kind of a no-brainer well hans christensen of the solid waste management program thank you so much for coming on envirapod thank you so much appreciate it if you want to get more information on the fairfax county department of public works and environmental services and all that it does go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash public works or call 703-324-5033, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on Enviropod, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government. Mm-hmm.